Hi, my Black, here on 6th Street at South by Southwest. It's day one of music. It's Wednesday. It's early afternoon. Things are still getting started. I'm sitting here with Sean from Nether Friends, a man who's very well-traveled, so he's not a stranger to coming into a strange city like this and kind of setting up shop. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Dude, I'm having a blast. You know how it is in Chicago. It's like we had the shittiest winter ever, and now we are here. But I think you missed the winter, right? Well, I was there for December, and then I headed out like the second week of January. So I missed the blizzard. I missed just everything. I missed it all. And I saw pictures of it. That's it. Smart man. Now, your whole thing with Nether Friends is you're doing this project, 50 Songs, 50 States. And first of all, kind of explain what that is for anyone who isn't familiar with this. I'm writing and recording a song and performing in all 50 states. I have one year to do it. The goals I set for myself is I, I can't start writing the song until I get into the state. I have to perform in the state. The song has to be more than two minutes long. It has to be a song. That's pretty much it. I've done 49 states so far. I just have one more state to do. What's left on the list? What's the last one you need to check off? It's uh, Hawaii. <laughs> Dude, that'll be gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Now, are there any states where you've visited, you've gotten in there, and almost everything has gone wrong? You don't think you're going to be able to make your goal of recording the song or performing it for people, or or has it been smooth sailing? I know it hasn't. I mean, I know no. that fucking anybody <laughs> who travels can tell you that everything is difficult. Alabama, actually, which is the last state I recorded in in the lower 48. So I played in Mobile, Alabama in May. And we ran out of gas on our way to the house I was going to be recording in. At that time, I, I didn't have the ability to record in my van, and now I can. I couldn't record anywhere, and I knew I had to come back. And fortunately, it was the last date, so I had to like drive an hour out of my way to get to Alabama, record in a gas station. It was like an abandoned gas station in like this like bumblefuck town of, like I don't know how many people, probably like 100 people. And it was so scary. It was about midnight, 12.30, and... Just total deliverance, like... Oh, yeah, it was scary. We didn't think we were going to find a gas station, and then we came up on one, and I was abandoned, and we were just like, well, we got to just park it here, and I, I did it. It was the fastest I've ever written a song. I listened to it later that week, and I was like, oh, this song's not that bad. <laughs> now, I know that next month, I believe on April 12th, you're releasing Angry East Coast, which is your first recorded official release from this project, talk about that and then after that I want to find out if every single song is going to see release. It's coming out with this new label in Boston. These guys in a band called Zookeepers, they're starting their own label and they had some extra cash and they really liked the project so they're like we want to put out a couple seven inches for you, limited release just to help me out because right now I'm trying to figure out the whole label situation with the feature releases and trying to find a label with a little bit more money rather than the small, I mean everyone's trying to find that out but it'd be nice to figure that out with a, this sort of project with all these songs and I really don't want to like sit on these 50 songs for too long. I think it's an incredible project. It's not something that really I think anyone's really ever done. It's not something I've heard about. The closest thing I can think of that semi-compares is obviously Sufjan Stevens, who got all of two states into his project. Yeah, and it was, it was albums and not songs. And this is a reasonable thing. And it was something to entertain me while I was touring because I think touring is the, the most crucial thing for a band. And everyone's kind of trying to avoid that. I don't know how. <laughs> you know, that baffles me, too, you know, and I hear even just being online or you hear people talk and they're like, don't steal music, don't steal music, it hurts the bands, that's where they make their money. And I'm like, no, man, they make their money touring. And if I was a band, I'd be on the road all the time, or at least I would want to. I know that yeah, it's, it's not always that easy. It's, it's an ideal lifestyle, but I gave up a lot in my life. I don't have a home, I don't have a job, you know, don't have a girlfriend. It's just like, I gave it up, I gave up my life for music and it's going to be very hard to get back into normal life if I ever decide to go back into normal life you know it's like this everyone's asking what I'm going to do after this project and it seems like 
I don't know, tour again. I don't know anything different right now. It's been so easy, and it's like, I sometimes forget that, like, oh, yeah, I don't have a home. You know, like, people are very accommodating. I've been staying all throughout the country, living in other cities, and it's a lot easier than people make it out to, you know, they think it's a lot harder. But I feel like you gain so much perspective. You get to visit so many different places, meet so many different people. What have been some of the locations, either, like, cities or states, where they've just been so positive and embracing of live music and of a creative project like this. Alaska was amazing. I have friends they played down the street, just on the street corner because they don't have any shows lined up. I'm going to help them out with some house shows. And Fairbanks, Alaska was amazing. It's just kids are so excited because they don't get to see music that's outside of their little bubble. And Richmond, Virginia is another city that I've been to many, many times and I will constantly go back there. I always have a great time. Austin's been amazing. There's been so many surprises on this tour. So many weird things have happened. <laughs> what advice would you give? I mean, I don't know that a lot of young bands are looking to do this kind of 50-song, 50 50-state 50 type project, anything of that magnitude. <laughs> but what advice would you give for, like, younger bands or even established bands, you know, who are looking to do kind of a larger-scale, unconventional tour? Well, don't do a large tour. <laughs> do, like, weekends. You know, get out of your town. Stop playing for your friends, even in your city. Like, when I'm in Chicago, I don't play to my friends. I don't even tell my friends I'm playing. They get mad at me. I don't want to be that guy that's like, hey, I'm playing a show tomorrow night. You should come and pay. No, I'm going to play to people I don't know because it's about meeting people. The other thing is don't practice so much. So sick of it. Like, everyone I meet, they're like, yeah, we're, like, trying to practice and get really tight for this one show we're playing. The lineups I play with, I've only been playing with them for, like, every time it's, like, a month. We play together for a month and go on tour for two weeks or even less than that sometimes. And people are always surprised when they find out, like, oh, you guys have only been together for a couple weeks? Really? It seems like you guys have been together forever. And it's like, yes, you should find people that are really good and you should get better at your instruments and write the best songs you can. But it's about getting out there and meeting people and getting your name out there. It's not so much about, you know, you should write the best songs, but you should also get them out there as quickly as possible and not hold on to them. I think that that element has really been lost. And, you know, the example I always use is when I was a teenager going to the Metro, you know, growing up in Chicago, love them or hate them, however you feel about their music, I saw Kill Hannah out at every single show I went to, personally. This is obviously before Facebook and MySpace and all these things. And again, whether you love them or hate them, those dudes realize the importance of getting out and socializing and meeting people. And I feel like that's been lost in the digital age. Everyone has a Facebook and a Twitter, and they don't meet people. Everyone hides behind a screen and Twitters. Right now, it's like pulling teeth to go to shows for me because I'm always at shows. I still go to them. You know, it's a social thing, going to house shows. I love going to DIY shows in Chicago and Austin. I mean, it's a great social environment. And, I mean, you don't have to be overly nice. You just have to say hi and, you know, introduce yourself if you're going to talk to someone. Don't blow people off so quickly. And there's so many things. It just, it bugs me a lot, but I really shouldn't. It shouldn't bother me. I want to help people out, but... Well, dude, I think you're living this kind of fantastic life, and I really have a lot of respect for you being so bold and ambitious to go out and do a project like this and being one step away from finishing every state. That's fantastic. So really, like, nice job on that. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) That's great. Cool. Well, enjoy South by Southwest, man, and I'm sure we will see you around. Yeah, thank you. Thanks.